Welcome to week 13 of The Grocery Guru, and we are with Andrew Grant. Andrew, hello. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Lockdown, blah. Let's not go through that. We've got a few weeks to go. Vaccine. Let's talk about grocery. What's going yeah. on in the world of grocery this week? Well, it's been a quiet week, actually. Um, you look at the news wires, um, pretty, not very much has happened, actually. Yeah. Nothing of nothing stands out. So I thought maybe we talk about, uh, I think we did mention it last week. Um, at the end. Let's, let's go back to basics. Let's talk about right. Negotiation 101. Oh, Negotiation 101, okay. Now, recently I wrote an article in The Grocer, name drop, about negotiation, and a couple of people um, wrote to me on LinkedIn and said it was very good. It was about me selling uh, my wife's beetle. And uh, short story, the guy, uh, we took it out for a spin, and he said to me while he was driving the beetle, he said, "Um, you know I want to negotiate. I said, yeah, come on. And we came back here, this is my house, and uh, we're looking around the car as two men do, and I know nothing about cars, we're kicking the tires. And he said, right, I'm ready to negotiate. I said, cool. And I pushed the price up by 250 quid. And he said, no, 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 we want to negotiate. I said, I am. Yeah, a little bit cheeky, a little bit cheeky. I would, I'd, I'd suggest if you're a small supplier to a Tesco or a Sainsbury's or Asda, you, you don't do that. But fair enough. I think in the world of cars, any there are no rules. But um, no, I was reading, I was reading an article, um, one of the Sunday papers about the Brexit deal. Yeah. And they were saying that the deal was only done because the EU were convinced. Uh, yeah, the EU convinced themselves that Boris was mad enough to go through with a no deal. So effectively, you know, Boris was willing to cut his nose off to spite his face. Yes. And it was only because they were convinced he was willing to do something almost illogical yeah. that they came, they came to the party. And it just got me thinking about, I, I always remember being told, taught, um, you know, never threaten something you're not willing to carry through. Absolutely. Because yes. Yes. if you get called out on it, that is your credibility gone forever and a day. Well, that's it. And you've lost the negotiation. But not only that, you've lost the relationship long term, because every time you ever bluff in the future, they'll say, yeah, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah and I think that, you know, that, that's probably the critical thing when it comes to supermarket negotiations. Hopefully they're not just one offs. You know, you selling your wife's cars are one off. Um, clearly, you didn't mind if you upset the other guy. Yeah, hopefully you'll never see see him again. But yeah, if you if you're hoping to have a long and fruitful supply relationship with a supermarket, you know you really do need to get into that win win zone, into a lose win or win even win lose. Yeah, you know, win win for the supplier, lose for the supermarket. Probably not a good long term option. No, no. Um, and there's um, Stephen Covey and his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People talks about in the Habit Win-Win, a great story where he goes through win-win or win-lose or lose-win. And he talks about the long-term effects of that because lots of people talk about win-win, but actually what they're sort of thinking is win-die. I'm going to take as much as I can and the rest can go poke it. Um, yeah. But Covey puts it really, really well. So I'm going to recommend the audio version of that habit particularly. Okay, yeah. Um, because yes, I think you're right. I think when when people start negotiating, and certainly you know, we I'm sure we can both re- remember, you know, 21 year old buyers pumped full of, you know, testosterone and what have you. It, it was negotiations about being aggressive, yes. negotiations about thumping the table and threatening delists and what have you. Um, and it's only as you get a bit more, you know, a bit more mature, a bit more um, experience. 
do you realise actually it's not about that? It's not about putting the Arnold Schwarzenegger underpants on in the morning. Um, it's actually about being quite creative and being sensible about your negotiation plan. And, and um, you know, that, that makes me think that rather than aggressive, forceful, scary, which are the words that people often associate with negotiation, you're absolutely right. I'd like to add words like curious, exploration, creative, innovative. They, for me, are much more effective negotiators. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's about planning. I mean, um, you know, you'd never, never walk into a, a negotiation without a plan. And, you know, coming back to um, the, the Boris situation, you know, they talked about the whole of that four-year Brexit period was about red lines and whether Theresa May would cross her red lines and whether, you know, Barnier would cross his red lines. Um, it's important you have the red lines in the right place. And as, you know, going back to what I said at the start, that you, um, you know, you don't set thread red lines, which you then cross because your credibility has gone. Yes. You know, that's my final price. Oh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a discount. Um, you have no credibility in the future. So um, it's, it's you know, a little, I, bit, little bit like my wife was buying a, a leather coat on eBay and she said, no, I'm not going to spend more than £65. It's not worth it. And then she was bidding with this guy and ended up spending spending 77 Yeah, yeah. Right past the red, red line. It was in the rearview mirror. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, no, so, yeah, yeah, be careful where you set, set those red lines. And I guess, you know, in, in the spirit of, of win-win, um, and we have said it before, you know, it's being creative with what you negotiate about. Because, I, you know, I know we often play that game of, you know, Darren, um, I've got a £10 note here. Will you give me 20 quid for it? And you go, why would I give you 20 quid for a £10 note? I'll give you a fiver. Yeah. And, you know, £10 is £10. If we try and negotiate just on £10, one of us is going to lose or we're going to have the world's biggest argument. <laughs> Which often happens, doesn't it? Negotiators go into that negotiation and then they're surprised when, they, when they're in this head-to-head -head on price because they haven't got the variables, the tradables, the gives, the wishes, whatever you call them. And I know you and I term that as the grease that keeps the engine moving. Yeah. And without yeah. those, you just bang. Absolutely. You know, I guess it's a good introduction as we were talking about negotiation 101. Uh, a good point for you to spend 15 seconds talking about our wonderful square dance tool oh. and where it came from. So the square dance is a simple template and it encourages you to prepare for your negotiation and it will give you confidence. My experience of watching people negotiate for uh, prepare for negotiations is they start with PowerPoint. PowerPoint is not a negotiation preparation tool. It's a presentation tool. So you and I built the square dance and people are finding it fabulous. That was more than 20, 15 seconds, wasn't it? No, but it, it is. And, you know, I, I guess, we, you know, we do do these things to um, sell some courses and get some people working with us. And I think the square dance is a one of the better tools out there in the basis of its simplicity but also the fact it, it comes out with something very focused and very practically useful for anybody going into actually almost any sort of negotiation. You know, it, even if it is buying a used car privately or negotiating, you know, with one of the supermarkets. And I guess in the current climate, coming back to the news, you know, there's all these reports of, you know, Brexit delays and meat and fish rotting in, rotting in Rotterdam. Sure. Um, you know, 
there's a lot of extra costs as a result of the friction caused by the new rules. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of suppliers out there thinking about how do I how do I approach my supermarket um, customer with a price increase this this spring. Yes. Um, yes. And that's inevitably going to come down to a negotiation at some point. It is. And you and I have seen learners over the years increase their confidence through preparation, which is typically where confidence comes from. And they go into that negotiation with a much better approach and attitude because it's less this and it's much more how can we work together? Here's a bunch of questions I'm going to ask you to seek information in order to then get to stage three, four, which is around proposal and summary. And okay, we've come out the other side and we haven't just beaten each other up on price. Yeah, and I, I guess from the individual's perspective that, you know, often I, I always make the analogy, you know, um, uh, maybe you shouldn't mention Jurgen Klopp after last night's result, but, you know, Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho, they don't just say to their players, you know, guys, we're playing so-and-so tomorrow at five, rock up at quarter five, get your shorts on, get your boots on, let's go out and play. They practice and they plan and they practice and they plan ad infinitum. So, uh, yeah, often we, we speak to national account managers who, you know, the finance director has the bright idea of, oh, let's put a 10% cost price increase through. And the national account managers sent over the sent over the barricades, literally with no practice or planning. And they have no armor. And, and obviously, you know, there's some of the stuff we can give them. I think gives them confidence because they feel, look, we've like got our suit of armor around us. We've got our square dance. We've got our... Uh, tradables planned. We've got our, you know, um, we've got all the tools around us. Therefore, we're properly clothed for the, you know, for what we're about to go into. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> absolutely right. Well, we want to help them be the best version of themselves, and the square dance yes. does it. So, if anyone's looking for the square dance, it's obviously an odd word. So you should be able to type it into Google. Just put MBM on the end. You'll find the article. You can download it absolutely free. We've put it out there as a template. It's taken Andrew and I, best part of a lot of years, to build and refine. We know it works. Um, best of luck with it. Andrew, any final words before we uh, depart? No, I think you just said it. I think, um, you know, hopefully the square dance is, is relatively self-explanatory. But, of course, there's um, you know, no substitute for picking up the phone or dropping us an email and uh, letting, us, uh, letting us help you. Cool. Lovely. Andrew, until next week. You take care. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye.